You are now listening to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Think of your next destination, then having a local share of the best places to stay, eat, drink, and what to do. Time is money, and these ladies are saving you time and preventing you from looking like a tourist. Here are your hosts, Katie Hilton and Stephanie Gerard. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? Pretty good. We've been back in Raleigh this weekend. We had a wedding to go to. It was really cool. My friend is from Jordan. And so they brought in some Middle Eastern cultural traditions Mm. for the wedding. And that was really cool. We're headed back tomorrow. Because you have, you have to, you have cheerleading practice. Heading back to Dallas for cheerleading practice. Can't, can't miss any more practices because you're going to get cut. I'm going to get cut and like, that's just not an option. It's not. But for everyone who's listening, hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Like a Local Podcast, the podcast that allows you to trip without falling into tourist traps. Today, we are traveling to Hotlanta. It was an awesome episode. We just recorded it. But before we get into the episode, Katie, I have to tell you about this article that I got today sent by Condé Nast. Is that how you pronounce it? Condé Nast Traveler? Yeah. And the subject line really pulled me in. It was 12 fictional hotels we'd like to vacation in. So I was like, oh, about yeah. So, and it was 12 hotels that like are like seen throughout like movies or shows. And guess what one of them was? I don't know. Bates Motel. Literally, I was thinking that. I was literally thinking that in my head. And only, and the only reason I thought of that was because we like signed up for Peacock and we were going to watch The Office the other night and Bates Hotel was like the, the thing that like mainly. Yeah. Wait, so you haven't watched it? I watched it. I watched like a season in college, but that was like seven or eight years ago. Was the Rosebud Hotel motel on it? No, it wasn't. It wasn't. The only one I knew was The Shining, Twin Peaks, and then Bates Motel, which would you stay in Bates Motel? I don't even remember it. Oh, it's he's a serial killer. Yeah. And his mother is like, he's got mother, mommy issues. I don't, she might be a serial killer. I just, I don't know why I think of this, but tell me if this is right. Does she like, does, did he get breastfed for like a really long time? Stop. Stop. Did I make that up? I think that's a, I think you're mistaking it with that movie where like the mom is breastfeeding and then the guy is like, how many months old is she? And she was like 112 months or something like that. Do you know what oh I'm talking gosh. about? No, I don't. Um, but Ryan listens. He likes this um, comedian. I don't know his name, but he was breastfed until he was nine. <laughs> he was breastfed until oh. he was nine years old. He's six, seven. And he says he's <laughs> quote, never been sick a day in his life. Oh, so that's the trick. I wonder what that does to somebody's like, no, I was like, he's got for sure. He's, he has relationship issues. Right. And I was like, why would he have relationship issues? And I was like, because he sucked his mom's (laughs) boob until he was was latching until he was nine. He was like, what is that? Like fourth grade? Yeah. Shoot. That's old. That is old, but okay. (laughs) Let's get into today's episode. Let's talk about Hotlanta. Let's talk about where JB gets his peaches. I don't think he's talking about actual fruit. And honestly, when when Catherine said that, it hit me that I thought he was talking about peaches this whole time. So I'm really embarrassed. (laughs) I'm really embarrassed. And I, I don't know if you, I mean, the listeners will hear in the interview, but like I, after she said that I moved on to the next question. Cause I was you so, did. how dare JB fool me <laughs> that? Oh my God. 
How dare he do that? That's hilarious. But yes, we're in Hotlanta. We're in Atlanta, Georgia. Fun fact. Hopefully everybody knew this, but Atlanta is the capital of Georgia. We have interviewed Catherine Mason. She is the founder and owner of Sculpt House. You guys, you need to go look it up if you're in Atlanta or Dallas because they have studios in both places and they sell leisure wear, which is fantastic. Great quality. Um, great prints. She is an entrepreneur. She is so smart and intelligent. And the cool thing is, is even though she's such an athlete, she's so into fitness, getting your fitness on. She's still a foodie. She's still a foodie who doesn't even like salads. So you know that she's going to be giving you some bomb.com recommendations. She's not just going to tell you to go to chopped or I don't know, a juice bar. We've got some good Rex. Yep. Without further ado, let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone. We are here in Hotlanta with the gorgeous Catherine Mason. Catherine, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We're pumped to hear all about Atlanta. Before we get into the local lowdown, we'd love for you to introduce yourself and give the lowdown on who you are. Hello, everyone, and thanks for having me. I am Catherine Mason. I'm the founder and CEO of Sculpt House. We are a fitness studio and an athleisure boutique. We have locations here in Atlanta and also Dallas, Texas. And we also have our athleisure boutique online at sculpthouse.com. Sculpt House can have all of my money. Um, <laughs> y'all have the best sets. And for everyone who's listening, they're having a spring sale right now. And it's quite dangerous. It's quite dangerous. Yes. Even for me. <laughs> yes. And if, even if you don't like to work out listeners who doesn't love a good legging and like matching set to, to travel in, you know? Yeah. And our lounge wear is, has been huge too, especially throughout the pandemic, people working from home. We've made sure to carry all different kinds of things, whether you're working out or just going to the grocery store or whatever it might be. Amazing. And for our listeners, can you just explain a little bit about Sculpt House and the, the workout? Yeah. So the workout is the first studio in the world to combine a two pieces of equipment. So one is called a megaformer. It's like a souped up Pilates machine. Um, the method is actually called Legree Fitness and it's different from Pilates, but that's the easiest thing to compare it to. So we have that as a, the core to our workout and our signature workout combines the megaformer with a human powered treadmill called a Woodway Curve. And it is self-propelled. So both of our pieces of equipment are not plugged into any outlets. You're making it go, which just makes a really effective and efficient workout. Yes. Thank you for explaining that. Yes. So let's get into our first segment, Atlanta. So I've only been to Atlanta one time and had a great time. It was for a music festival, but other than that, I don't really know a lot about it. So can you tell our listeners why they should come you know, visit Atlanta. And then my next question is going to be, where should we be staying? Yeah. So I'm actually not even originally from Atlanta. I'm from Charlotte, North Carolina. So I wanted to still live in the South. And when I was thinking about after college where I wanted to go, I wanted a big city, but I still wanted to stay in the South. And so Atlanta made a lot of sense. I think that what I love about Atlanta is that it is very fashionable. There is a lot of fitness and health-minded people. They're also very career-focused, 
but people also like to have a lot of fun. So it's the whole work hard, play hard mentality is very apparent here. People love eating out and indulging and going and doing things. And it's also a really great melting pot of people that went to SEC school. So I went to Georgia and EGA, and um, I have just met so many people from other schools. My husband's actually, uh, he went to Auburn, Alabama, you know, you name it. And so it's really easy to meet people. And if you're out and about, even just visiting for the weekend, you can usually play the name game with someone, which is really fun. Um, but I just love that it's sophisticated and there's a ton to do, but it still has that Southern flair that we all love. Mm-hmm. You can't beat a Southern hospitality. Yeah, exactly. And the food is amazing. Also UGA. Um, okay. Smarty pants. <laughs> well, I also had a lot of fun there. I'm not sure <laughs> the studying really was that you know, focused for my, my four years, but Hey, I made out in four and it could have been a lot longer. So I'm proud of that. (laughs) So where should we be looking if we're coming to visit, where should we be staying? And is it going to be like a hotel or an Airbnb? So I would definitely suggest everyone to stay in Buckhead, which is where I live, where our fitness studio and boutique is as well. So many of the great restaurants are around here. And the hotel that I would suggest is the St. Regis, which is pricey, but if you stay there, you're in the center of the Buckhead Triangle. Everything that you want to do is within walking distance. So it's very easy to get around. You have some of the best restaurants right there. Um, You know, I'd love to talk even more about the bars that are right around St. Regis. So you can do everything and make it very central by staying um, staying there and it's just so comfortable. The service is amazing. And it's where a lot of locals actually go and get a drink. I actually heard a story once. I don't know how true this is, but Buckhead, it was named like this guy, he was a hunter and he, I don't know, shot whatever a deer. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah. A buck. Yeah. 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 And then he like hung it up somewhere in like some store. And then that's how Buckhead eventually like got its name. I don't know how true that is, but yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know about that story. I do know that for a very long time, it has definitely been a place that has been really fun and people definitely have, you know, partied and and things like that for a long time. So it's a, it's a really fun place, but all, there are a lot of tons, tons of really good shops. And if you're opening a location of something, a lot of times people first go to Buckhead and then kind of expand from there. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's also great to just like ride around and look at all the gorgeous homes because there are some beautiful homes. There really are. I like to go like West Wesley and Tuxedo Park. And yeah, there's there are so many gorgeous houses. And then can you go a little bit more into like the different neighborhoods? Cause I do feel like Atlanta is one of those cities where they're definitely those segmented it's like by Charlotte. So like it, it's like Charlotte yeah. where it's separated. Yeah. 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 I would say that is very confusing here because within Buckhead, there are a ton of smaller neighborhoods. So within Buckhead, there's um, like Peachtree Park and, um, you have like Peachtree Battle and then you go into like Midtown and there are a bunch of different places in there. Virginia Highlands is really popular to live. 
Um, but if you think of peach tree, which you hear a lot about for Atlanta, um, as you drive, I guess, towards the center of Atlanta, you go from Buckhead to Midtown and then to downtown. So it really is a progression. Um, And those are kind of the three main parts that you hear about, but there are just a ton of neighborhoods within there. But most people are going to be living inside the perimeter for the most part. And that's like the main, there's a main highway that kind of loops around the metro Atlanta area. And so I would definitely suggest staying within there and um, that's where all the kind of cutting edge and fun places are to go. Okay. So stay IT. ITP. ITP. <laughs> Cute. Cool. And I want to go back to the St. Regis. So I know it sounds great that it's in this, like the center of the city and obviously we'll be saving a lot of money with transportation, but I'm curious if you have any budget friendly hotel recommendations as well. Oh, that's a good one. So there have been some changes recently. So the Ritz actually got taken, um, like kind of redone. It's now called the Whitley and it is very budget friendly and really nice. They actually have a pretty good bar. It's right by the malls and central and Buckhead. So that one's a good one. I haven't checked this out, but I've also heard of a new one. It used to be the W hotel and now it's called Coley. I think it's C-O-L-E-E. Um, and an amazing interior designer came in and just made it really flashy and cool. So there are a ton of places to stay. I mean, I think if you just went on Travelocity or whatever it was, you could find anything within your price range. All right. Well, now that we have a pillow for our heads, let's move into our favorite segment, where to eat. So Catherine, what are your top three restaurants in town? That is so hard for me. Um, <laughs> although I work in fitness, I am a total foodie. And I think the reason that I'm in the fitness industry is because I love to eat so much. Mm-hmm. So I often get the stigma of like the girl that eats salads. I actually kind of hate salads. So, um, <laughs> so I'm going to eat like kind of whatever I want, especially when it comes to dinner. Um, top three places, if I had to pick um, Umi Sushi, which is directly next to the St. Regis. So a lot of people will do Umi and then after dinner, go to the St. Regis bar for a drink. Um, Storico Fresco, which is actually next door to Sculpt House and Buckhead. So um, they're our neighbor and kind of like family to us. It's an amazing locally owned neighborhood gym that is Italian, super fresh, I mean, the best Italian you've ever had outside of Italy. And um, two of the three owners actually are Italian. So you know you're getting good stuff. They also own two other restaurants. Um, One's called Forza and one's called Storico Vino, which is more of a wine bar concept. But anything within that restaurant group is amazing. And I just love them. They're like my brother. So Mm -hmm. I have to give them a shout out. That's what you like to eat? So the Cascio a Pepe is incredible. Um, Mm -hmm. My husband, I like to call it like the adult mac and cheese. It's just like the most rich, incredible cheese and kind of like creamy, almost like a, I mean, 
I can even say this, he gets so mad at me, but like a really good fettuccine Alfredo, but it's not that I'm sorry, Pietro. It's, it's better than that, but that's the best thing to compare it to, but they have great like meat and cheese boards. Their wine is incredible. It's their wine list um, is actually how they kind of got into the wine bar concept because people just love it. And even during quarantine, they had takeout for the wine. So if you're a wino, you love Italian food, this is the place to be any of those places. Um, Forza is actually, like I said, one of their other concepts, and this is in West Midtown. So if you're wanting to get out of Buckhead, Forza is definitely what I suggest for you. And it is in a really cool shopping center, but it's almost like a repurposed I don't know if it's like a factory or something like that. Very industrial with a huge outdoor area. So if you want to have a drink outside or eat outside, this is definitely the place to go. You can even do their brunch. It's still Italian food for brunch. So you have to keep that in mind. But um, after all spritz during the day with great weather, that is the place to be one more place that I just have to shout out because like I could keep this list going on and on but the optimist is really good I'm actually not a big seafood person but this is one place I will absolutely go and actually order fish um their oysters are incredible they make their own saltine crackers and just everything so fresh it's also in kind of an industrial building that was I think maybe like a plane hanger or something like that a long time ago so really tall ceilings and just the vibe and the drinks and everything is is really great too so those are three um three that i would definitely suggest and i would suggest getting a reservation at all three of them okay good to know good to know i feel like that's definitely now like with covid i don't know there's still restrictions and i just feel like you need a reservation whenever you go out just to be safe yeah and even before that i just think that Atlanta is a big city and people yeah. love to go out to eat and it's the normal thing on a Friday and a Saturday. So, I mean, Umi, especially it's a pretty small sushi restaurant, even though it's a very scenic place to go. So that's going to be hard. Storico might be a little bit easier, but they do so well and they crush it. So just be on the lookout and same with Optimus. Okay. And then before we move on, I have a question. Varsity this kept popping up when I was Googling. Have you ever been there? So I went when I was little and then again in college in Athens. Mm-hmm. Um, I recently heard actually that the Athens one is closing or did close. So I don't know if, I don't know what the deal is with them. Um, I hate to say this. I think it's a little overrated. I think there's some other places that are better. I actually went to Grindhouse Burgers yesterday. And part of the reason is because it's pet friendly. It was my first time going and I was really impressed. I got a turkey burger. I don't eat like a ton of meat. Mm-hmm. Um, and their turkey burger was so good. They have really good fries. Their milkshakes are incredible. And I would probably go more that direction. If you want a spiked milkshake, that's also an option. Ooh. So that's what I would suggest if you're okay. looking for burgers and fries. Okay. That's good to know. Cause I feel like that literally popped up on every single website that I was searching. I think it's more of like a touristy thing these days. I remember when I was little and we came to Atlanta for like a Braves game, that was a place that my family went. But I think in the last 
I don't know, 10 plus years, it's kind of maybe not fizzled out. Of, yeah. Yeah. Fizzled out a little bit. Yeah. And before we move, I want to go back to Umi. I always have a hard time like ordering sushi. I haven't had in a long time because I got food poisoning, but can you tell us what you order? Yeah. Well, it's a really hard thing to reel yourself (laughs) back there. So I'll tell you what I get, but you're, you know, it's a lot. So if you go to Umi, you know that you are getting an incredible meal. It's so fresh and you definitely are going to need to save up for it. So I like to start with, they have an avocado salad. So they take like the most fresh, amazing avocado, slice it in half, take the seed out, fill that with like a wasabi lemon vinaigrette. And it is, I wish that they would sell like bottles of that, like that dressing. I would eat almost anything if it was dipped in that dressing. So they put that in the center, you eat that and it has like some onions on the bottom. So you're basically just eating a really expensive avocado, but (laughs) it's so worth it. So yeah, definitely get that. Of course, you know, if you want edamame, it's typical edamame, but it's good. They have something called the lobster tobiaki and they bring out a griddle with like a flame underneath and they put like a basil uh, butter or something like that. It's some kind of butter and they pour it over the lobster tail that's shredded up and you let it kind of get crispy and it's so good. And you'll be fighting over it with whoever you're eating with. So definitely suggest that. I also would suggest the yellowtail jalapeno. So it's just really fresh, tiny little sliced yellowtail with a tiny little jalapeno on top and like a ponzu sauce. It's so fresh. It's very buttery. And even if you don't like fish or seafood, it's not, none of, nothing from Umi tastes seafood. Like it's not, it's not weird like that. It's just all so fresh. And then the roll that I love is the American tuna roll, but I ask for no sauce on top. I think it just tastes more fresh and less like sweet and all of that with no sauce. You can always get it on the side. And then if you really just want to go for it, they have a salmon nigiri that has like a creme fraiche and a little bit of caviar on top. And it comes with two pieces and it's almost worthy of like a dessert. And I know that sounds crazy, but one of my friends and I always talk about this ending your meal on that, you pop it in your mouth, you eat it in one bite and you're just sitting there like with your eyes closed, just like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. So you can end your meal with that if you really want to go for it. And that's kind of what I would do if I, if I could just, you know, have no budget. (laughs) Like I said, I haven't eaten sushi in a long time and I've never, I haven't been craving it because I've got food poisoning, but that all sounds so amazing. Even the nigiri, even the nigiri for dessert. Yeah. And I'm a huge dessert person and and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I trust you. I can, I can just skip dessert. Maybe. Yeah. I will (laughs) say they have incredible desserts there. So if you are a big dessert place, that's one of the best places in Atlanta to get your dessert too. They have this chocolate ball that you get like the hammer and like smash open and it's really fun. So if you want a dessert, they have that, they have really fresh like sorbet and things like that. So whew, I'm just dreaming of Umi right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh and if you don't like seafood, they have a steak and it's only $165. Oh, not bad. <laughs> I'm looking at the menu right now. They do have, like my sister went with me one time and I kind of judged her for getting chicken teriyaki with rice. 
And I completely take that back because it was the best chicken teriyaki, like bento box thing I've ever had. So there is something for everybody, whether you eat seafood or not. That was going to be my other question if they have like teriyaki and stuff like that, but they have, they have everything. Yeah. It's so good. Um, well, thank you for sharing your order. Yeah. I haven't eaten dinner. I guess it's only five anyways, or so it's six 30. Cool. It's six 30. Um, so I'm really hungry, but okay. Moving into our next segment, where to drink. And I can't wait to hear about all the bar recommendations. And I'm also curious what your go-to cocktail is. Is it the Aperol spritz? Oh, so I actually am not a huge Aperol spritz fan. I think it's a little bitter for me. I'm more of a like citrus cucumber. So my, my preference is like a vodka or a gin. So like a Hendrix, cause it has that flavor of the cucumber. I love anything that's like super refreshing, not super sweet. So if you give me something that's a little tart with some citrus, cucumber, maybe some, I don't know, something, something kind of like that. That sounds amazing. My top places to drink. I do love a good cocktail. I love wine as well. There's a place called Barcelona Vinoteca, and it is in the Inman Park area, which is another part of town that's really fun, especially during the day. And it has amazing wine tasting. So if you are super into wine or you just want to learn about wine, this is the place to go in Atlanta and do a little tasting flight. One of my favorite things about them is that you can just walk in on a Saturday afternoon or maybe before dinner and they will have every night or day a different wine tasting based on a story. So one time I went, it was all wines that presidents served at special dinners. That's so cool. Yeah, it is really cool. And they're so knowledgeable. So they'll tell you all about this president chose this because of this or whoever they had as their guest um, or whatever the story is. So every single time they will have like a, maybe it's like a specific to Atlanta, or maybe it's like a regional thing from somewhere else. Maybe it's all about Spain, or maybe it's about organic wines, whatever it might be. You don't even know you walk in and that's what the story is of the day. And you just learn this history lesson. And I just love learning, especially while you're enjoying a glass of wine. It's really fun. Wait, that is so genius because then like people will want to keep coming for like, yeah, like I, I go to like the same spots every once in a while, but like that, that would give me more of a reason to go to a spot again versus trying. Yeah. And it's a wine shop. So after you've had (laughs) a nice tasting, you definitely buy what you drink. So they are very genius with that, but it's fun because then you learn the story. And then if you ever have friends over, you can tell them the story that you learned. So I love it. You sound like such a wine enthusiast. (laughs) I really don't know that much, but I pretend, you know, I pretend like I do, or I just, I enjoy, I enjoy the history behind it. It's fun. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the price point on a wine tasting? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think they're very expensive. Maybe like Ooh, $25, 30 bucks. Oh, yeah. That's, good. That's pretty good. And then, and then you spend your money on the bottle of wine that you <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Other places I love. Um, I said the St. Regis earlier, their bar is awesome. They have fun little 
snacks that you get actually kind of reminds me of London. There's this hotel called the Goring Hotel in London, which has the best service. The Queen actually apparently goes there for tea sometimes. And the whole Middleton family actually stayed there when the royal um, wedding happened. So um, the St. Regis bar sort of reminds me of that because they give these little snacks or in London, they call them nibbles. And it just feels very she-she and chic and fun. And they have great cocktails. They're definitely on the pricier side, but um, it's an experience and they have a great patio area too. If you're Um, just going for a drink or just like a cocktail or just, do you need to have a reservation or can you just walk in? You can just walk in. Yep. I would say late at night is when it gets a little bit harder, like after dinner, it's kind of like the place in Buckhead to go. So it's definitely better to go earlier, kind of get your spot and then stake out there for a little while. Another amazing drink place that is kind of like a speakeasy. So you have to get a reservation and um, hope that you kind of get in, which is what's kind of fun about it. It's owned by the people that own Umi. It's called Hamitsu and it's something out of New York or maybe like Tokyo or something. It's really, really cool and different. The cocktails are very specialty. So you're not going to go there and have like five drinks. You'll probably go there and have like one or two because they're special you know, specially crafted and they have all these unusual ingredients. They're meant to be sipped over a long period of time. And they always have like a huge, really cool block of ice with Himitsu. And it's definitely the place also to have celebrities spottings. So I've seen like Gerard Butler and um, I'm trying to remember who else. I know Jennifer Aniston's been there and because it's so private and small, you can definitely see some celebrities there. Yeah. I do feel like Atlanta is, cause I mean, it's so big in the film industry. Like I feel like there are probably, and the music industry, there are definitely a lot of celebrity sightings. Yeah. It's been really interesting and exciting to see how the music and the film industries have grown, especially the film, because that's something that's newer here, Mm -hmm. but it's super prevalent and like John Hamm has been around. And so you definitely see a lot more people than you would even expect. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, Katie, I thought you were, <laughs> were going to say something. So I was like, oh. I was, but I forgot. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Back to the speakeasy. So, okay. Did that spark something you can yes. ask? Okay, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask if it's obvious that that's what it is, or if you, if it's like an ice cream place and you have to go to the back and you have to be like, there's a password. What are the details of getting in? That is a great question. So it's a normal door in the same shopping center as Umi. So it's kind of down the um, shopping center. There is a lit up window or it's kind of like a picture that has someone doing like the shush with their finger to their mouth. So that sort of tells you, but besides that, you can't really tell. You probably wouldn't know that it's there. Oh, that's so cool. That's, that's makes it super fun too. Yeah. Well, now that we are full, we're tipsy. Let's move on to our next segment and talk about things to do. So what are some activities you recommend someone to do while they're in town? Absolutely. The Beltline, that is the place to go during the weekend, especially. So my best perfect Saturday 
would be around probably two o'clock going to the belt line. So waking up and, you know, going in, doing a workout, coming home, showering. And then, you know, that when you get to the belt line, you're probably going to be out for a while. Krog and Ponce are two marketplaces there that are really cool that have these vendors, all types of food from all over the world, really cool local stores. You can entertain yourself for hours, but there are also some cool places like Lady Bird, which is an indoor-outdoor restaurant and bar that is dog-friendly. It looks out onto the Beltline, and it's sort of the place that you can see all of your friends, even if you didn't plan it, on a Saturday. Another place is called Lingering Shade, and it's the same kind of thing. It's actually based on sort of a Hamptons vibe. And they have really good skinny margaritas. So if you're a big margarita fan like me, that is a great place to go on a Saturday. It's also right by, oh gosh, is it Kroger Ponce? I always do this. It's right by one of them. <laughs> um, and so you can just easily hop on the Beltline right there. But what's cool about the Beltline is that people are biking, they're walking, they're running there are dogs everywhere. There are people everywhere. There are all different types of little places that you can pop into. So you can kind of bar hop and you always run into fun people and the weather, especially during the spring is amazing. So it's fun to be outside and it's a really cool and very local. I think a lot of the vendors, when you have like the West Elm and you have things like that, but it's a very prideful Atlanta owned business place as well. And so I think a lot of people love going there too, to support these local businesses. Yeah. My family, when we were in Atlanta a couple of years ago, we like spent the whole day at Ponce. Like it was so fun. And there's so many different little vendors. It was so cute. Yeah. I love it. Is it like Chelsea market? Um, so imagine if Chelsea market was, um, either Ponce or Krog. And then imagine like the High Line, it's actually best to compare it to the High Line. So imagine if the High Line was out, well, it is outside, but if the High Line was on the, on the ground, just like surface level, and it went on for miles and miles, um, but then there were bars and biking paths and things all around it. Um, a lot of people compare also to like Rainy Street in Austin, where there's just like a ton of outdoor places that people will pop up and hang out for hours and have their pets with them and, um, kind of plop down and and not leave for a while. Oh, that sounds so cool. So if you miss your workout class in the morning, you're going to be okay. Cause you still are getting, you're getting plenty of steps in. Yeah. Okay, cool. Or you can just, or you can just pretend that you do and, you know, move on and, hope for the best next time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that's a good segue. I have a question, Catherine. So say if, you know, you have a group of girls coming in for a girl's weekend and they want to get their workout on, does Skull House have just like drop-in classes that you can do? So on a Saturday or Sunday, that is definitely going to be hard because we are pretty booked in advance. But if we knew they were coming in town, we would just go ahead and get them booked in advance so that we could go do that. Um, there are so many good places to work out around here. I mean, obviously I own a fitness studio, but I'm a huge fan and supporter of our whole fitness community. So lots of fun things to do. Um, but yeah, I would book in advance. Okay. 
Good to know. Yeah. Our classes are only a maximum of 22 people. So it's a fairly intimate, um, environment when it comes to the workout, which is also great if you haven't done it before, cause you're getting kind of like a private session in a group yeah. environment. Yeah, totally. I did want to mention, um, I'm a huge sports game fan. So I love going to a sports game. Although we are not very good here in Atlanta <laughs> and we're not great in Charlotte either, where I'm from go Panthers. Um, you know, it's still fun to go. So two things that I would suggest doing also because our stadiums here are brand new and very cutting edge. So the Braves game is really fun. I'm not a huge baseball fan, but the stadium is top notch and the battery is the whole area around the stadium. And there are so many fun restaurants and bars and things to do. So you could just go there for a whole day and have a great time. So I definitely suggest doing that. It's also a great place to go watch games. So if you want to go and watch NFL games or college games, going to the battery is a fun place to do that. I also would suggest going to an Atlanta United or a Falcons game at Mercedes-Benz Stadium, another brand new stadium that has gotten a lot of notoriety. It's beautiful. Everything that they've done was very thoughtful and the food there is really good. They have a lot of local Atlanta vendors that um, actually sell food. And what they're also known for is that the food and the drinks are extremely affordable. So like you could go and get a beer or wine for like $7. And normally if you would go to a stadium, it'd be like 15. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also a great place to see a concert. The way that they've structured everything, you never have a bad seat in the house. Whether you're going there for a game or going there for a concert, just so good. I've never heard of, well, not that I visit a lot of stadiums or like NFL stadiums or whatever, but I've never, I think that's really cool that they have local vendors inside because I just think of like the Carolina Panthers stadium and it's like Budweiser and I don't know, a hot dog, like Nathan's hot dogs, Nathan's hot dogs. So I think that's really cool to, to, to call out. Yeah. And they, one of the best burgers in town is the Holman and Finch burger. And so they have those there. I think it's like a bunch of maybe filet meat and other, I don't exactly know, scraps of, of different types of meat, but it's kind of famous in Atlanta and you can actually get the burger at the stadium, which is pretty crazy, but definitely uh, if you're coming into town, check that out. Cause it's a really fun time. Okay. So I have two questions. Okay. What are your thoughts on the aquarium and the Coca-Cola museum? Wow. You read my (laughs) mind. So I wouldn't go to either. (laughs) Um, if I were to go to one, it would probably be the aquarium just for the educational part of it. I do have to say, I love Coca-Cola. My dad's cousin has worked for Coca-Cola for a long time and, you know, grew up drinking, drinking way too much Coke. Um, But I do think it's kind of a tourist trap. I remember going there when I was little and I think like the varsity, things were probably better when they first opened or when they were um, not so established. I think now it's probably, I don't, I I don't know. 
So I wouldn't probably go to either one of those, but you know, you do you. Yeah. We went, so the, the only time I've been was, I think it was like five years ago. It was in 2015, I want to say 2014. So like, obviously my math is a little wrong. Um, Cause that's more than five years, but we went to both of those things we were with a group, like just another couple for music festival. And we went to Coca-Cola museum. And I remember there was like a 30 or 45 minute video of like just Coca-Cola around the world. And at the end, the two, like the two girls, we definitely like teared up. I don't remember why, but it was probably like, Oh, that was so sweet. Like, I don't know. And then there might've been something in between that. And there was like the tasting you could like try different Coca-Cola drinks around the world, which is cool but I would say also that it was just touristy and kind of just not something I would ever want to do again yeah we'd rather be wine tasting than yes co- yeah yeah sorry guys it kind of cut out oh no <laughs> it's funny because I was like oh I think she's frozen <laughs> yeah <laughs> all good we were just saying Katie was sharing her story about her experience at the coca-cola museum but okay Katie, I think it's time to move on to Rapid Rapid Fire Round. It's Rapid Fire Round. Okay. Ready? Yeah. What is the most Instagrammable place? I would say the garden room, which is also at the St. Regis, <laughs> but, um, between the drinks that are very Instagrammable and the fact that you feel like you're in like this magical garden, they just think of every single detail. So that would be my answer. Best <laughs> pizza spot. By far Antico pizza. It's yes. so good. The sauce is incredible. I'm very picky about the sauce. Like the sauce has to have the right cheese to sauce ratio on a pizza. They nail it. It's super fresh. They also have at the battery. So if you do go to Braves game or go to the battery, you can get it there. They have a few locations and I love it. They also do deliver, but I would go there and have the whole experience because it's a really cool experience. Yeah, I would. I agree. It was I completely forgot about it until you said that it's like such a cool experience. Like it's a, it's a unique experience because it's not like a regular like pizza joint where it's like air conditioned. And at least from what I remember, it's very, very rugged, very. Yeah. uh, So you walk in and you place your order at the front and then you try to find a table, which is generally pretty hard to do because it's very popular. Once you find your table, it's usually a picnic table. So you're kind of sharing with the people that you've now made friends with to sit down and you can actually bring your own alcohol. There is like a small fee to do that, but that's kind of fun that you can bring maybe your Storico wine or, you know, your Vinoteca wine, and then they bring it out. You can see them making all the pizzas. And so the kitchen is open. They have these huge old school Italian wood fire grills and you're just seeing the whole like commotion go on. So you feel like you're in some little small Italian place and yeah, it's just, it's kind of entertaining and fun and delicious. I love that you, that you said that. It's so cool. I love that place. Um, yeah. 
What's your favorite Atlanta event? I haven't been in a little while and probably also because of everything that's been going on in the world, but Music Midtown is really fun and they usually have some good headliners. Um, It's definitely something like any concert outside where you have to just kind of prepare to be there all day, not be able to get an Uber and just like be really close to people. So keep that in mind, but it's really fun. And it's kind of an all day music festival. I think it's over a two day period, but it's fun to do at least once. Did it used to be called shaky knees or shaky beats or is that? I think that's something different. Okay. Yeah. What's your favorite coffee shop? The Chastain, it's actually fairly new. It's also a really good restaurant, but during the day they have great coffee, avocado toast and pastries and things like that. It's in this beautiful refurbished little building uh, right by the Chastain Park, which is a really pretty place. In Atlanta, it's kind of like a neighborhood vibe and they have a huge sort of track around this golf course. And so it's just very local and um, there's something special about it. They also have like an outdoor fireplace and I've even gone there for meetings and things like that where you can kind of spread out and like the birds are chirping and I don't know. Everything about it is a vibe. Love that. Uh, You may have already mentioned, we, we may have already talked about this place, but what's your favorite wine and cheese spot. So if I was going to choose something other than Storico, I would say Yibo or Biltong Bar. They're actually owned by the same guy, Justin Anthony, shout out. Um, He's South African and it's so delicious. Um, I didn't really know a whole lot about South African food before Atlanta, but he is a restaurant owner here that everyone loves. He's a great personality and his food reflects it. So Yibo has been around for a long time and they have an incredible menu with anything from some South African style sushi to a really, really good um, meat and cheese board. And they're known for their biltong. So biltong bar is the other one, but both restaurants have it. It's a, a South African beef jerky. And it's really tasty. Um, They have like this kind of like pepper flake around the edge that's super delicious and it pairs so well with cheese and wine. So I would definitely check out both of those places and they have really good wine and great cocktails at both places. I don't think I've ever had South African food. I need to venture out more. Yeah, what is what's South African sushi? So they're really known for like their meat and rices, I would say. Uh, Piri Piri is the, I think that would be like a spice or maybe it's like a flavor that they use in a lot of their um, cuisine. But this sushi, they use a, they make a spicy tuna roll, but instead of what they normally would add in a spicy tuna roll, they actually use the Piri Piri. So it's a little bit of a different kick and it's so good. Interesting. Yeah. Everything is so good there. Tell me the best season to visit. Definitely right now. So like May, June is probably my perfect time. It's when everyone kind of comes out of hibernation and the weather is 
beautiful. It's not too hot. It definitely gets really hot. Um, so I would say once like August rolls around, you probably aren't going to be wanting to be outside too much. So May, June, maybe July. What is your favorite rooftop bar? So I'm picky about rooftops because I lived in New York for two years, but I'm proud of Atlanta for getting some great rooftops. Um, there've been a few new recent ones, so that's exciting. Um, but the best one I would say is the hotel Claremont rooftop. It is on obviously the roof of this hotel (laughs) and it overlooks kind of that Ponce, um, part of town and you can see the skyscrapers and it's a really cool view of Atlanta. The drinks are good and, um, you're in a nice position to kind of be able to bop around to other places as well afterwards. Nice. What's your favorite place to get dessert? So I'm going to say sublime donuts. It's not somewhere that you actually go to, but it is a typical thing for me to do to either surprise like a friend, or if I know it's going to be like a big crazy day for work, I will send my employees these sublime donuts and they're so good. Um, I like to do the assorted pack of like 12 where each donut has like a different complete flavor. So you can do anything from like a um, Butterfinger or there's like one that has like fruity pebbles on top. There's like a churro sort of flavored one or just the regular glaze with like chocolate on top. Um, They also do like the letters and things like that, but it's really fun just to do like the assorted and then open it up and like see what you have got. And then you just get a fork and a knife and divide them all up and kind of do like a taste test. So it's a fun little activity and I love that it's also local. Do you have a favorite donut? The toffee one, probably it's, um, just a regular glazed donut, but then the whole top of it has like the Keith bar toffee and it's really, really delicious, but you can't go wrong. I've never had a bad donut there. (laughs) Sold. (laughs) What is your favorite local business? And you can call out your own sculpt house. Well, of course my own. If you really (laughs) want like a great outfit for lounging or working out, or, you know, we call it athleisure. We're definitely the place to go for that. But I also love supporting local businesses. I know how hard you have to work when you own your own place. And, you know, as the owner, you are kind of the last person in line. You're the last person to eat. So I do everything that I can to shop local. One place in particular that I love, and a lot of these places that I've already called out are, of course, local businesses. And I know the owners and just love them all. Um, But Lucy's Market is a really cool local store. So what they're known for is great decoration. So when Easter rolls around Christmas, Mother's Day, you know, you name it, they're going to have the best decorations, decorate your house. They have really good like housewarming presents. So if you know that you're going to go to like your in-laws house, just pop on over there and you're going to find like the perfect gift. Um, for Mother's Day, that's where I went and found some cute things for my mom. So really good gifts, 
but they also have frozen or fresh food from other local vendors that you can just pick up if you know that you're gonna have a busy week and just need to pop something in the oven. Um, they have a great wine selection and just fun little trinkets and like cups. If you know you're going on a trip and you wanna bring some fun cups or something for the beach, that's the place to go. And they're just always keeping it fresh and bringing new stuff in. And last but not least, number one tourist spot, could have already named it, the Varsity, Aquarium, Coca-Cola, all of the above. Yeah, I was going to say the world of Coke or the aquarium. So you already nailed it earlier. And, you know, if you guys want to go there, no hate. Mm -hmm. But, and I've been to both. So, you know, maybe do it once and then call it a day. Um, But yeah, I mean, there's so many great places. I would also just say like, maybe stay away from downtown. I mean, that is where you would go to like Mercedes-Benz Stadium and things like that. But when you hear of like downtown Atlanta, it's not like Charlotte downtown, yeah. which is like really lovely um, and clean and all of that. So, you know, if you're going to go downtown, you, you're going there for a specific reason and then you probably want to pop on out. So just keep that in mind. Got it. And actually the last question is I have beaver fever. Do you have any good spots for peaches? Oh, <laughs> Okay. So there is a farmer's market called the Peachtree Farmer's Market that's close by and it's all local farmers that have made their own cheeses and produce and all of that. I've been a few times. It's on Saturdays only, I think maybe Saturday and Sunday, but that's where I would go. Do we think that's where JB gets his? (laughs) He may have been talking about something else. I don't know. Um, I actually wanted to Google that. I was like, when he's saying that he gets his peaches in Georgia, what does he actually mean? <laughs> I, <laughs> like, I do love that song. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Okay. Well, before we wrap, what is your number one travel tip you'd like to share with our listeners? I would say that your carry-on bag is just really important because I've had so many instances where the hotel room is not ready when you get there. And they say it's going to be like four o'clock, but you get there around lunch and then it's like 630 and you're out of luck. So especially if I'm going to go somewhere where I need like a bathing suit, I will make sure and have that with me so that I can just go quickly change in the restroom and go out to the pool. Um, A lot of times when you're traveling, you're kind of putting on all these layers. And then if you're stuck then you're going to be hot and uncomfortable and all of that. So I like to have like my glow recipe face spray. That's like really refreshing, um, a little bit of touch up makeup and like concealer for under the eyes. Cause you know, when you're tired and get, get up early to go and travel and then just make sure that like, if something did happen with your luggage that you have your jewelry, also in your carry on, I had to learn a very scary lesson that ended up being okay but I packed my nice jewelry in my bag and was going to New York and they lost my bag for like three days. They ended up finding it. Thank goodness. But some earrings that I got for, um, our wedding was in there. And I just ever since then couldn't get over, I probably shouldn't have even brought them to New York, but you know, I guess I was excited to dress up, but definitely make sure that all of your nice jewelry, if you are going to bring it is right next to you the whole time. 
It's a good call. Amazing. Yes. Amazing tip. And where can our listeners find you on social media? So my personal is Catherine Mason with an underscore at the end. And then you can shop or come and see Sculpt House at, at Sculpt House or at Sculpt House Boutique. Amazing. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for coming on today. Katie and I can't wait to come visit you hopefully soon. I feel like Atlanta is not too far for us. So yeah, we'll get to come and visit. But in the meantime, we'll keep spending our money on workout clothes because you guys seriously have the best. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And that is a wrap on Atlanta. If you enjoyed Atlanta and want more of Atlanta, spam Heather McMahon. Yes. I was about to say No, we don't need recommendations. Heather McMahon is next on our list. Comment on all of her stuff. Tell her to come on the podcast. We're just putting it out into the universe. She'll, She'll be our next Atlanta guest. Tag her, DM her. We've actually tagged her and DM'd her. She's actually responded twice, but we just, you know, we can't get into her DMs fast enough. They keep just disappearing because she gets hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of emails. So anyways, if you found value in this uh, episode, please don't forget to recommend us to your high school science teacher, your dog walker, and don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to this podcast. Next week, guess what? We're in the Outer Banks of North Carolina. Stephanie's a huge fan of the show. Getting our John B on. I never finished it. Oh, you Um, didn't? No, I never finished it. Oh my God. Binge it tonight before we have this interview. Okay. I'll binge it before we have the interview. I don't have time tonight. Okay. Thank you. Okay. But yes, it's it's perfect timing because we're about to hit summer and you know, the Outer Banks is just a fabulous place to go and spend a week at the beach. So clutch that this episode is going to be coming out next week. But until then, y'all have a great week. Thanks again for tuning in and sayonara. Sayonara.